This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this podcast is sponsored by Empower Your Reality. Empower Your Reality is a company that I founded that is going to be transforming the world. Um, it's a conscious-based online school, and we also offer one-on-one coaching, group coaching, multiple online classes, online retreats, in-person, eventually it's going to be coming out. Um, we also have a line of books that we do. Right now, they're only being written by me, but eventually we're going to be adding other people onto the publishing site so that we will be publishing their books, and we look for specific authors to help us on our journey as we go through this. You can find out more information and follow us on at empoweryourreality.com where you can get copies of a book uh, first few chapters for free and so much more so go check that out at empoweryourreality.com thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show 
What up, guys? It's Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another episode here on The Mindful Experiment. Each week, we have someone we get to interview, dive in, pick their brain, and share awesome content for you to help you expand in your life and every fabric of it. Today, I had a wonderful time getting to, to, get, getting to know Margaret Ellaby. It was great to connect with her, her energy, her, 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 the things she's done to overcome obstacles and really achieve and thrive and everything that she does has been absolutely amazing. Um, she has an amazing story and we kind of get into it. We, we, we started to be honest when you hear the recording, when you listen to the recording, I didn't know she was getting into her story. So I'm like halfway into it. Um, I started to record, but don't worry, you're going to get a lot of good stuff there um, as she shares her story and how she got into what she's up to. For those who don't know Margaret, she's the CEO, co-founder of Transformation Coach and a Speaker. Margaret is a natural people person and loves connecting and listening. As an experienced industry pharmacist, she is a patient advocate, making sure the patient's voice is heard throughout the drug innovation process. She believes in always putting people first. Margaret has used these skills to co-found the pivotal pivot excuse me the pivot consulting group pivot coaches clients is in their personal and professional lives to take their potential to purpose clients learn techniques like how to become their most authentic self how to best tell their story and identifying what is holding them back to just name a few. In her career, she is the current director of the U.S. Patent Advocacy Lead at UCB Pharma. She's Associate Director for Medical Affairs at UCB Pharma. She's Senior Medical Science Liaison, Sheer Now Decada. She's the Medical Science Liaison for Fresnesis Medical Care, North America. I hope I pronounced that right. And then she's Reuters Postdoctorate Fellow, Health Policy and Patient Advocate, Albert Schweizer Fellow. So, Tons of great credentials here and the amazing work that she has done in her life and really helping transform people's life from the concept she's going to get into a lot of the metabolic process, but it's really a concept process. And she takes the metabolic aspects to the body and she really transforms it into a more conscious thinking of how you're breaking down and you're building up and how you have to balance it out and so much more. And don't let me take any more of her thunder, but get ready. She has a ton of great energy. You're going to hear right off the bat as she's sharing her story as we get in. But here is Margaret. Physicians around a disease or any kind of clinical studies associated with the disease, but not a sales role by any means. And I wasn't happy. And if you would have asked me in 2011, when I first got into the pharmaceutical industry, if I ever wanted to be a medical science liaison, I would have told you, hell no. Like, what? That's so boring. Um, and so I was like, I, I don't want to be here, but I, I, I don't know what happening that's keeping me here. And I started this coaching program and wouldn't you know, as soon as I heard the definition of catabolic versus anabolic energy, my life changed. So I keep talking about this, but so um, catabolic energy is basically the process that the body uses to generate energy to counteract a stressor. And um, Nine times out of 10, depending on what we're experiencing throughout the day, we're probably operating in stress mode. And catabolic energy is extremely draining. Um, it, it brings you down. It just depletes you. And you're, you're trying to figure out how to, you know, regenerate energy that makes sense. And it's tough because you're not even aware that you're operating on an empty tank consistently. Then in contrast to that, there's anabolic energy, and it is all about 
building up and growth and constructive. It's expanding. It's rejuvenating. And the most important part about anabolic energy, energy is that it's sustainable. And so when I, <laughs> when I learned about these two energies, I was like, oh my God, I have been killing myself literally. And it wasn't just a, okay, I'm not getting where I want to be, but it was also a fit, like it had a physical impact on me, right? I, I was carrying an additional 20 plus pounds around because I was operating in such an unsustainable, um, stress-ridden way. And when I started going through this program, the weight, number one, the weight started melting off. Number two, um, the more anabolic energy I was able to access in the moment um, made me, I'm trying to, you know, find some <laughs> relatable words here because I mean, every time I think about it, I just have the biggest smile on my face right now because it's just so, it's a fulfilling, it's a fulfilling experience. So um, the more anabolic energy I was able to generate and find and access, opportunities actually started coming my way instead of me going out and trying to figure out how do I make this next move? How do I get to this next role or this next promotion, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I stopped searching and I got found. <laughs> I was chosen by every opportunity that came my way here on out. So in, in 2019, I moved from being a senior medical science liaison back into a what we call in the pharmaceutical industry headquarter role here in Atlanta, Georgia with um, UCB Pharma to be a medical lead in GI. And I was like, okay, great. Anabolic energy, you got me here, but I still... <laughs> You know, I'm still not super excited about being in the medical role. How do I shift myself into um, where I started in the pharmaceutical industry almost 10 years ago, which was patient advocacy and or, and um, health policy? And as soon as COVID hit in March, <laughs> my whole world shifted. I was dealing with a manager who lived on catabolic energy. And um, it really tested what I learned through my coaching experience. And it wasn't easy. I, I must admit, there were definitely days where um, her energy kind of attracted the same response. You know, um, energy attracts like energy, essentially, right? So, um, there were definitely days where I had to figure out, you know, I know better than what I'm experiencing in this moment. And how can I pivot myself? How can I shift myself back to more of this um, constructive and rejuvenating energy? And um, that paid off. It paid off tremendously. I was able to weather the storm of uh, the first three or four months in COVID and shift into a new role. So I had essentially gotten my second promotion within 
less than nine months. Um, and I shifted into a director role as a patient advocacy lead with my current company. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without having an awareness, an in-the-moment awareness of the type of energy that I was experiencing within myself, as well as what I was receiving from um, external uh, factors. I like that. How do you get into, you know, because catabolic, I, I could, I love this part because in my world in neurology, it's all about, you know, we, in my office, when I, I'm talking with patients, I educate how their brain is literally stuck in stress. And yeah. we, sh- we show that through uh, a technology called heart rate variability. And then we use other technologies to show the effects of that from a 30,000 area foot view to then we get hyper local. And then we t- look at organizational points and where's the excess use of energy. Right. And so, cause we'll look at energy from a state of nerve energy, not um, um, nerve energy, not uh, like metabolic and things like that. And it's always fascinating to show that. And so when you are stuck in stress, you are more catabolic. Um, whereas you're more from the parasympathetic side or brake pedal, um, you're more in this anabolic. So how can individuals get more focused and shifted uh, in an anabolic state? That is a great question. And one of the key ways I think to understand what's going on is one to just increase your level of awareness and you you know you're like okay yeah how how do I do that um i do have a recommendation and it's something that um again dramatically changed my life and it it is what we like to call in in my in my coaching world an energy leadership index and it's an assessment so in the world of assessments that we have um Typically, especially in a workplace, if you're thinking about an assessment, um, we've got the DISC assessment, you've got the strength finders assessment. Those are more personality um, assessments. And I think those are assessments that a lot of folks are aware of. But the ELI or the Energy Leadership Index assessment is more of an attitude assessment. And we do, when you are not aware of how you respond when you are stressed and or what those um, what those stressors actually are, it's hard for you to make that shift. You will continue. Like to your point, um, we are in stress mode nine times out of 10. And we've gotten so used to it that the regulator, the internal regulator is tired of like making the, the, the alarm sound. So it's just like, whatever, we, we just ignore and we hit the override button and we continue to operate in those stress modes. However, once you're able to understand your unique stressors um, with a language or again phrases that resonate with you that make it real for you it becomes 10 times easier to make that shift and again as you know as a coach our our job as a coach is not to tell you what to do per se but to offer you options right so you may decide in that moment that you want to be catabolic because that's what you need in order to push through. It's the adrenaline rush that you need in order to overcome this particular situation. The question is, how long will you or should you stay there? 
So true. And, and, you know, it's always that, like, it, it you know, um, you always have to do a little bit of work. You're always Absolutely. going to have to do that. Um, but I think in America's culture, would you agree, like, we are just trained um, and told, even by some top leading motivational speakers, they'll talk about how you have to grind and hustle. You got to get less sleep. You have to do more. And for me in my world, I look at that and I'm like, that's not worth it. Like, yeah, you're going to get the success you want to get to, but you're sacrificing other factors. Absolutely. And, right. Cause you're always being catabolic, catabolic, catabolic. And then you're like, I'm giving a little bit, you know, I'm burning up, let's say 80% of resources and I'm only restoring 40. You know, right. I, there's going to come a point where that just, it's not going to, it's not sustainable. I look, you hit the nail on the head and, 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 Again, it is our society that kind of encourages this and keeps us all on this um, hamster wheel. But I'll tell you, the less that the less work, and when I when I use the word work here, I'd say I, I mean effort. So the less effort I put towards trying, the easier my life became. And sometimes that's difficult for a lot of us because we like to plan, right? Because our society tells us you got to have, a, if you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. If you don't know what's coming, then you're not, you, you don't know where you're going, right? And it's just completely opposite to how our world is set up. For example, we're, we're changing seasons. The trees aren't like Oh my God, we got to shed the leaves. We got to, you know, do something to make, make sure these leaves fall on time. <laughs> the trees could care less. They're literally chilling throughout the entire process. And whatever happens, happens. Um, that falls in line with something that some people may consider to be cliche, but the whole trust the process. The trees and everything in nature are prime examples of what trusting the process looks like. Birds, they don't miss a meal. They're not concerned about what they're going to eat tomorrow. They're only worried about what's happening today. And I think where a lot of our stress comes in um, and where we get the, uh, where we, we fall into this catabolic uh, pattern is the fact that we literally are not even living in the moment. We're not taking the time to just be. And sometimes, if not, and I would actually venture to say all the time, because trust me, COVID has definitely given me the opportunity to test this. So it's real for me. And hopefully, <laughs> some, you know, you'll test it too, which is just sit in the moment. Things that you've been questioning or that you've been wanting an answer to will literally just fall into your lap because you're allowing yourself to be present in the moment as opposed to postulating as to what could possibly come. Our energy, be it anabolic and or catabolic, always meets us wherever we choose to send it, right? So if you spend a lot of time worrying about the future, whatever you've worried about will eventually come to reality. Whereas if you take that, you know, path of trusting the process and, and, and kind of remind yourself that, hey, everything always works out or things always work out. Again, using the example of Mother Nature, she shows us that regardless of what we as humans do on this earth, 
seed time and harvest time never ceases. You plant a seed, it's going to produce a fruit, right? Um, so if we could take some notes and lessons from nature, perhaps, we'd really be able to make that shift. Perhaps you might not even need to take an energy assessment <laughs> to understand what some of those stresses are. Just taking that time to be still and be present and witness what's occurring right here, right now. I couldn't agree with you more with all that because it's like when nature, I always say nature has the answers to everything. And oh, if we, yes. and if we just sit in a state of awareness and watch, it's, uh, it is amazing. Like, um, and I see this all the time. Like it's never old for me. Like, um, I have, <laughs> I have nine chickens in my backyard. Oh, nice. Uh, my wife and I just got thir- uh, three ducks, um, about 17 weeks ago. So about 17 weeks old, 16, 17 weeks. And so I've seen, I never had chickens before. Didn't come from a farmer. I'm Italian. My family came from, are from Italy and they're farmers and lived in the mountains and stuff like that. But okay. I've never had, I was like, if you told me 10 years ago, I'm going to have chickens and this and that, I've been like, yeah, you're crazy. I don't want to deal with that. Um, <clears throat> but what's fascinating was is when I got to learn about chickens and seeing their, how they get and how excited they get for little treats. They're like little dogs. It's the funniest yeah. thing. But then the ducks taught me something new too, because like we'll do, my wife and I call it the duck meditation. And what we'll do is we'll take like basil they or like cilantro or parsley and put it in their water. And the excitement they get for that is just fascinating. And the littlest things get them so excited. And they're like these little beings. I know they're just animals or just a duck, but they have a personality that they, they're, they're like, you know, they do a certain thing. And I just sit back and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, this is so amazing. But what fascinates me the most is how they know so much about themselves, how they're so in tune with themselves. How about like, that? They don't have a mom, but what? yet they know what a hawk looks like and they know when that's dangerous. Yeah. Or <clears throat> they know how to dig their bills into the ground to find bugs when they want some bugs. It, it fascinates me because no one's taught them that. Right, right. And it's, it's this intuitive thing that we all have. It doesn't matter what your education level is. It doesn't even matter what your um, mental capacity is. You will find all throughout nature, each and every single one of us has been given what we need to survive. And all of our answers lie within us. And the way to unleash that is to make sure <laughs> that we understand what kind of, to your point earlier, energy we're putting off in the moment, because that's what makes the difference between the answers and solutions that are available to you versus all of the problems and challenges that seem to be insurmountable. So true. So we, we talked about those energy levels. Are there any other energy levels you know, to work with and so forth? Because I know I love talking about energy. I can talk about it all day long. Like we were talking about how um, when it comes to that, that factor, you know, I was sharing how uh, you can do everything in the world, but if your energy is not set and straight, forget about it. It's not going to align and get to where you want it to be. Um, so are there other energy factors when it comes to energy and so forth? Absolutely. Well, so, well, those are the two, those are the base level, I'd say, energies to be aware of. But then as you think about transitioning from a catabolic state into a a more anabolic state, I'd like to share some, I guess, uh, additional language that could be used to help you understand the the transition. Because when things are going really, really good, 
we're all operating at an anabolic state. It's when you see that person smiling or bouncing down the road, they're experiencing 100% anabolic energy. But as soon as something triggers them or stresses them out, they tumble into that catabolic energetic response. And the goal is to really figure out how you can maintain, again, where appropriate, that anabolic energy, if that's your choice, right? So ways to recognize catabolic energy, again, it's when you're in that um, victim mode, like I described about myself, um, given my first entree into the pharmaceutical industry, right? I was in victim mode. I, the, the feeling and emotion I had was one of apathy and the action was inaction. I was lethargic. I, I didn't want to move. I couldn't move. So that when you're having some of those, um, when you're experiencing any one of those three things, you're most likely having a catabolic moment. Um, moving to level two of energy or of an energetic state, I'd say, is um, again, when you perceive everything or anything to be one of conflict, it's a fight, right? And then so, it, of course, you would you know, call on the emotion or feeling of anger, right? Um, because you're just like, how dare you? Or I'm going to show you, right? Which is the action perhaps that comes out of, out of that emotion and out of that thought is, okay, I've got to fight for what I want and I'm going to show these people or whoever um, it is why I am who I am. Again, that's still wrought in catabolic energy. And given the circumstance, it may be right, right? <laughs> it might make sense in that moment. Again, you the choice is up to you. Um, the next level of energy that could be perceived, and, and oftentimes I think we all find ourselves in this, especially if we're in relationship, whether it be um, a parental relationship, a sibling relationship, and or friendship or, you know, marriage, what have you, is a, a thought of responsibility, right? So whenever a perceived stressor comes along, um, we may try to find where we were responsible for um, bringing about this, this uh, situation. And so we move into a place of forgiveness of the, the, the stress factor, right? Like, well, it's totally understandable that this person would behave this way or that this kind of situation would happen. And when we're in that mode, it's cool. And it, it, it could, it's like, it's sitting on the fence of catabolic energy and anabolic energy. Cause depending on where that, like if it's um, depending on how that forgiveness is being rationed, I'd say it may be coming from a catabolic uh, space or it may be coming from an anabolic space. But the end goal here or the result of that is to really find a level of cooperation. Uh, kind of reminds me of, um, oh gosh, uh, like a kumbaya moment where we're just like, okay, can we all just get along here? Right. And, and that's the kind of energy um, that, that comes from there. And it, and it starts to move you and shift you much closer to that anabolic space. Um, I'd say the first real sense and feeling of anabolic energy 
is where you come from a place of compassion and that feeling or emotion of compassion allows you to be genuinely concerned about, you know, the situation or the person. And then you choose to act and operate in a mode of service. So um, I'd say right now in this uh, COVID season, a lot of our first line workers are probably experiencing this type of anabolic energy where they just want to serve their they're concerned that if they don't step up and do it, um, it's not going to be done. And so they're, they're offering this service with a feeling or emotion of compassion. More anabolic energy comes when you move into a place of reconciliation, right? Where in your mind, you have, you're, you're, you're not so much focused on how you're going to win, or if this is only going to be a win for the other party involved, but you're really more so interested in how do we all get to a place of winning, which, which will give you a feeling of peace. And in that peace, you are able to accept whatever the outcome is. And I think this is probably one of the most common um, anabolic or forms of anabolic energy that we can um, experience and one that I personally like to tap into regularly, right? Because whenever we enter, enter into a place of resistance, we have initiated the catabolic energy response and we now are moving into something that's unsustainable because we're fighting and it's got it's to be my way or the highway. But it's interesting how when you lean into this action of accepting whatever it is, somehow, some way, things still turn out the way that you want them to because you're not trying to force a situation to fit a specific mode. And what I've experienced is that when I'm, when I operate from a anabolic place of acceptance, I actually get more than what I asked for. So that's definitely um, a form of anabolic energy that I personally like to practice on a regular basis. The last two types of anabolic energy that I'd like to cover for you are steeped in the feeling and or the emotions of joy and absolute passion. And when you and I connected earlier uh, today, I could hear that the work that you do is definitely a place of absolute passion and it clearly brings you joy because when you're doing your work, it's clear that you're the the judgment is not there for um, your patients and it allows you to operate from a place of creative solutions to help your patients improve their health and get better. Um, and that also is witnessed in joy, right? And so when you're having that joy, it really allows and, and makes readily available to you wisdom, wisdom for that moment and in that, you know, for that situation in that moment. So those are essentially some key words, phrases, thoughts, emotions, actions that are associated with the two types of energy. I love that. And I think, I think acceptance is one thing for me in my life. I had to, um, 
learn uh, and work with because it's so fascinating. Uh, I wrote a book and I talked a lot about the, the meaning of what, what struggle really is and mm. keep it nice and short. I just said it's resistance um, because when you resist things, you're putting energy into an opposite force and that's catabolic as you're saying. And it's going to be that one thing that you're going to, you're going to be keep fighting and wasting energy instead of being creative. You're going to hold on to something yeah. instead just say, this is what it is. I can accept that. Right. And then all of a sudden you shift from catabolic, like you're saying into anabolic, because now all of a sudden you're like, all right, you're going to think about things in a different perspective. You're going to shift the energy, put energy to where you want it to go. And you can re-stimulate that back up. That's it. That is it. You hit the nail on the head. And um, so in my, in, in uh, our coaching institution, there's a key foundation principle that we talk about on a regular basis. And I think it's appropriate for what you just shared. And it, and it basically states that being is easy. Working is hard. And that really helps me. It's like in, in the moment, okay, are we working here? Cause if this is hard, if this feels hard, I'm working, which to your point means I'm resisting something and I'm not allowing acceptance to really be my guidepost or to be my compass here. And so that uh, for me is like an in the moment pivot, like, okay, I am not being in this instance. I'm, I'm working and that's why this feels hard. And it allows me to explore those seven, you know, areas um, across, you know, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Or what action am I taking or not taking here? Which helps me understand, again, this is work versus just being. I love that. You ever catch yourself? I know I have many times. My wife made this very weird to me. I always be like, all right, we're going to push to get through this. We're going to make this happen. We're going to do And my language is all about like, yes, got to just crank away and do this instead of just like, let it be at ease. Like, all right, this is the goal here. Here's the vision. Here's what we want to do. And I know what I need to do every single day. And eventually it's just going to happen. As long as I do what I need to do every single day, that's going to happen. I don't have to worry about stressing to get there. You know what? I, I, this year, as soon as 2020 hit right before COVID, I told myself, I would like to change my relationship with the words that are coming out of my mouth. Um, that in turn would also help me with the thoughts that I was having. Because sometimes, and to answer your question, yes, I have found myself talking like that. And I realized that these words essentially inhibit the beautiful positive thoughts that I've put forward. It literally nullifies everything that I know is capable of manifesting in my life because I'm speaking in a, in a way that's you know, contrary to what I know to be true. And what I know to be true is, is of course, in my head. <laughs> and it's in each, every single one of our, you know, heads. It's, um, you know, as I'm thinking about it right now, the, the saying that comes to mind is um, build it and they will come, right? Um, and, and in order to do that, you really have to believe that Whatever you're building is magnificent. You don't need anybody else to validate that for you, but you know that you know that you know that it's magnificent. And sometimes, even when we know that we know, our words don't necessarily match up with our with the truth for us. And um, when I think about truth, 
it's funny, I break it into two types, right? There's a big T true and there's a little T true. Big T true are facts and things that are, um, you know, world, no, globally accepted truths, right? And then there are little T truths. And sometimes those little T truths can get in our way and sometimes they can propel us to greatness. Um, so for for you and yourself, it's a, it's a little T true, but then you get this voice in the back of your head that is like, you know, yeah, I mean, you could do it or it may be possible, but what about this or what about that? And it causes fear and doubt to to creep in. So recognizing that, I told myself, again, like I said, at the beginning of 2020, Margaret, if you know within yourself this thing is true and this is what you want, start speaking in a way that is expansive as opposed to restrictive. So I catch myself and I speak, I like to say I speak with, with the flow or in the flow of things as opposed to in a resistant manner. Um, I do my best to steer clear of the word not. That can be hard sometimes. And it's funny, and I, I, I've had to alert people that I'm doing a mental correction of my speech as I'm talking. So sometimes I may pause because I want to make sure that what I'm saying, um, I'm saying it deliberately because as soon as I drop that word or as soon as that word leaves my mouth, it is a seed. And that seed will yield a result, whether I like it or not. So I want to make sure (laughs) that whatever words are leaving my mouth are in line with what I expect for my life and for the people around me, et cetera. I love that. And in words, it's something I got fascinated with years ago. And it it was something that um, I I don't think people are well aware of how their words can be a fabric to the reality and how it it's like casting spells in a sense, I call it. It is. It is. It is. Like, ugh, my goodness. I had done um, a short video on um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I was like, wow, what a massive farce. Okay. It's a massive farce that we were told as children because. The words that you choose to silently agree with are the ones that do hurt you. It's true. Like you look at people's traumas in life and, and you'll, or they'll always remember, even for me, I remember I can, I could take a, a stick and a stone any day. I'll heal. I'll be fine. Week, two right. weeks, you know, breaks a bone. No worries. Three, six months. I'll be back to normal. But, uh, you know, I remember certain people's statements in my head. And I use them for fuel. So it's not like I, it doesn't affect me anymore. It has no negative charge energy. You know, I always say you're a transmute, you can transmute energy. And I'll I'll love to ask you this next question in a minute. Um, But it's one of the things where, um, but I remember in the moment though, when it came out and then time later, it was still in my head. It was still affecting me until I had to work with that. And I'm like, you know what, I can either let this negatively affect me and take me away from my life and what I want to create, take my creativity out of me, or I can use this for fuel. Absolutely. Because I think it's Frank Sinatra who said it best. Don't, I don't know for sure. I heard it uh, just recently. Um, Cause I didn't know it was him who said this. I, I've heard the fr- quote many times. You'll hear it when I, you'll know it when I say it, but the sweetest part of, re- of revenge is success. Oh yes. Oh Yes. 
And it's one of those things too many times people want to get revenge and they want all this anger and frustration to the person or whatever. And I remember I learned this principle actually early on in baseball where, you know, in baseball and any sport, there's a lot of trash talking that goes on. And sometimes players will just get so hot headed about things. I'm like, take it out in the field, take it out in your at bat. Don't yeah. take it out on, don't, don't get involved with that. You're you lose. We lost the game already. If you do that, I'm like, take it out on the field, Right. show them what's up, go take a hit, hit a homer, do whatever, but show up and just say, you know what? Keep talking. You're fueling me. And I, and I, and I learned this from Michael Jordan. Cause that's what he did. So you and I are one in the same. I love sports references because they, um, Athletes are major manifestors and transmuters of energy, right? And sure. again, they are, they, it's clear. And just even with the example that you gave that they're operating at choice, right? So this is a catabolic seemingly thing, but I'm going to use it because I need it in this moment. And when we're done with this game, I'm done with that energy we can move on. I'm not going to live in it. I'm not going to steep myself in it. I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to come into agreement with it because I've already used it to propel me to this next stage, right? And so it's that, you know, being able to understand if and when you're operating at choice. So true. Yeah, I love, I mean, sports, that's why I like studying athletes so much because you can just, you get that in so many ways. Indeed, indeed. I, um, I love that. And again, something else to highlight there is that to your point um, with the statement that the best revenge is success, look at where the energy is going. It's going all into you and whatever you've got going on, not being given to the words that were used that are sucking the day life out of you. You know, I you know, when I became aware of how much energy I was um, siphoning off to things that had nothing to do with my actual existence, that was the day that I became powerful because I learned how to centralize and galvanize all of my energy for myself. And so I would tell, and, and I still do talk to people like this, um, even at work, I say, Hey, look, if I don't, if I'm not feeling great, or if I don't feel good about this, you're most likely not going to feel good about this because you're going to feel my energy. So I make it a, a, um, primary goal of mine to ensure that I do what I like to do. And I, and, and ensure that there's a feel good sentiment in whatever it is that I'm doing, because that plays out in my energy. Am I doing this for me? And it's, some people may say that's a selfish way to look at it, but in all honesty, it's the most generous thing because if I am not good, nobody else around me is going to be good. At some point they're going to be like, you know, thank you for doing this, but it just, it doesn't feel right to take it because you don't, you, you don't seem happy. And it sucks all the energy or the goodwill out of whatever efforts you're putting forward because you didn't want to do it to begin with. So again, just highlighting, like making sure that whatever actions are taking place or being done, that it's from choice. Because when you're operating from choice, then you're all good. Things are going to flow. There's not going to be any resistance. And you're going to get what you want at the end of the day. And Others around you are also going to get that too. They're going to, they're going to be um, benefactors of the amazing catabolic or anabolic energy, excuse me, that um, is literally, um, you know, 
emanating from you. That's so true. And I wish many, many people can, you know, it's happening and they're moving towards that and, you know, and focusing on the energy, making the choice and seeing the empowerment that comes from that when they step into the right place with their energy. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, I have one last question and that is okay. how can people connect with you? How can they, you know, learn more about what you're up to follow you and all that good stuff? You know what? So that is a great question right now. My website is being redone, but you can go to www.readysetpivot.com and just sign up to be a part of our email list. Um, And as soon as the website is ready to go, uh, you'll be getting the first invitation there. I'm also available on LinkedIn. Uh, You can search me under Margaret Alabi. And uh, I'll be more than happy to connect with you there. And then if you want some more off of the cuff, not super buttoned up, but still fun mindset hacks, I love to share those on my Instagram page. And I can be found on Instagram at dr.mar.g. And for all the listeners, I will have that in the show notes and so much more. Uh, Margaret, it was fun. Wealth of knowledge you shared. I love the step-by-step process. I know the listeners are going to be loving this and I, I appreciate you taking the time to connect, share some space, share some wonderful wisdom and all the amazing things you're up to with the listeners and the audience. Thank you so much, Dr. Manzo, AKA Vic. This was definitely a pleasure and a treat for me here on a Friday, looking out this window here in sunny Atlanta. Hopefully the weather will, um, remain calm. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is DrVic21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash DrVicManzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. So, Robert, tell the people, what's a pretendian? It's just what it sounds like, Angel. A pretend Indian. Someone who fakes being one of us? Someone who impersonates a native. 
We're talking about real scammers and con artists. There are pretendians teaching at universities, pretendians running governments, pretendians in Hollywood. On our new podcast, Pretendians, we'll tell you the incredible story of these jaw-dropping frauds. Who are they? Why do they do it? And how the heck do they keep getting away with it? Listen to Pretendians on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.